Warning the following program contains world premieres, certified ball players, incredible interviews, latest hottest content material may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia, acute player hater disorder, no jumper, no handles, allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. Welcome to License to Ball podcast where certified ballers play, and now here's your host, Hip Hop. Welcome to License Ball. Thanks for tuning in to the show. I'm Hip Hop. License Ball podcast, better known. For Jim Rat Insider. Got a lot to talk about today. I have my boy Keith from On the Radar on the show. He gonna be dropping some game on the show. First time for him making his appearance on the show. I'm excited to have him on today. See what he got to say. Very interesting things. One of the things fresh on my mind I want to talk about, Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. I only own a couple of his albums, but I love Jay-Z. I love his music. And before I even go into Jay-Z, he's like, man, why are you talking about Jay-Z? Why are you talking about music? This licensed ball. Licensed ball bio. So we talk about pop culture. Been doing a bad habit now, talking about pop culture. Been talking about the meat and potatoes, the basketball. It's getting down with it. But we do talk about pop culture. It's just so much to get to cover. Basketball is so bananas, so it's real hard to do that. But we're going to talk about this Jay-Z real quick. Jay-Z put out a statement that in verses, nobody could touch him in verses. Not going to say I'm a big Jay-Z fan. Jay-Z is very confident and delusional. That's why, at the very least, people will argue with me back and forth. At the very least, let's say him and Nas tied in the battle. I think he lost. I'll give you two reasons why I think he lost that battle. First and reason why, he actually thought he was going to win with a landslide. He actually thought he's going to kill Nas. Nasty Nas can't be touched like that. You can't touch Nasty Nas unless you... You can't even touch him. You're trying to give him a sush, my dog. So, he he's crazy when he says that. Because he can't beat Nas in a, in a versus. And I think he beat him in that, but you don't say he died. He can't beat Karis one in a versus. Karis one's kind of bowed down to Big Daddy Kane because they want to promote the culture was good. He can't do that. He can't. It's, it's plenty more rappers I could think of. You're talking about verse. You're just talking about hits. But Jay-Z do got a lot of hits. 
So you just can't put anybody up against him and do that. So you have to do a solo artist. But Nas could get him. Karis One could get him, you know. And I, t- I tell you, a sneaky dark horse might better get him. It'd be real close. It's Fat Joe. I think Fat Joe could hold his weight with him. No pun intended. Common. They got some good music. I'm not saying they will will win, but because it's how you deliver your stuff and crowd get into it, how you like your music and all that stuff. You know. Talk about a little bit. Of, now I'm gonna go a little bit in the city of Palms. Milton Eagles, we see you. Y'all starting to find your identity now. You went down there and showed and proved. You might not have the wins you wanted, which I know y'all didn't have the wins y'all wanted. You know, but we see you turning a corner. You're going to come back home and get some people to business. And then you're going to take it out on some people. You're going back, playing in that tournament, playing those tough teams and growing as a team and finding yourself. Taking down to the chin, chin. Milton, we see you though. You talk, we was talking about you on the show numerous of times, Milton. And we knew you wasn't going nowhere. We knew you were gonna take your hit, but we knew you wasn't going nowhere. Cause you you playing those games down there tight and close. IMG Academy, you only lost by three. They recruit internationally, not nationally, not state, internationally they recruit. And you only lost by three to now. That's saying a lot. Then Mountain Birdie took a little bit, on, little bit under the chin. They got some of the dynamic players, and they kind of recruit internationally too. Two Florida teams you had to play down there, basically on their home turf. Lost to Mountain Birdie 59 44. I know coaches and winners don't like Santa's, but moral victories. They grew. They're just getting their football players back. But Milton, we see you. You know, you have Bruce Thornton and Keenan Kalau made the all-tournament team. Keenan Kalau, man. Can you say, I want a mixtape general insider? Keenan Kalau, you getting one. So when we get a chance, we're going to get you one, brother. You out there showing and proving. We seeing stuff you're doing. And that deserves a mix. You're going to get baptized by general insider, what you are doing. My God, you are taking on the weight of your shoulders and stepping up your game for this team, for the players you have lost. Keenan, I see you. I want you on the show too. Talk about this performance you're doing. Go up there and check you out and practice one of these days coming up soon. Jay-Z, I hope Nas says yes. Or I hope Fat Joe comment or Karis one do another one and do one with you and get that show on the road man most definitely man that's big stuff man big stuff when we come back we're gonna have my man Keith my on the radar on been all the southeast covering stuff first time on the show making his debut looking forward to having this, this brother on good dude talk to him I mean, just won me over how, how good his spirit is, man. 
Come back from break. We'll have my man Keith on. This is Caleb Banks, and you are listening to License to Ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This goes Washington, head coach at Pellbrook High School. You are listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the internet keep rocking with license to ball and now back with your host hip hop. This interview is sponsored by SUV TV experience, sports live streams, original content, highlights, and more. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer. So y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. We're back from break. Got Keith Agron from On the Radar Hoops on the line. We'll discuss some basketball, holiday basketball going on. Hey, how you doing, man? Hip hop, great to be with you, man, and uh, having having a blast uh, with all this basketball going on around town. My God, man! I, I when you're not conditioned for this, it's rough, man. I, I've been out the game for a while, and I can't handle it right now, man. No. <laughs> 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 Those of us in the in the evaluating business uh, have been ready for this for some time because you got to look ahead in this town um, and start planning your schedule out a couple three weeks ahead of time. That's why I wanted to start doing this in late July because it's going to slow down and it's going to be camp season. But the time and my spirit wasn't in it, so I, I just couldn't get going. And then when my spirit and time, I had the time, but then when my spirit came into it, it's like basketball's going 100 miles an hour. The season started, bam, Thanksgiving, bam, you got a couple of tournaments here and there, then bam, you got – the Christmas tournaments, and then we got more next week at Willie. I know we got more than that, but that's the one I, I know for sure, one of the biggest ones in Georgia, the, T, the the other TLC over there at Willie. Yeah. Yeah, the second TLC is uh, two gyms. Uh, it's going to be even bigger than the first one. So um, that is must-see must see entertainment. And then they have the, the, the Big South Shootout, which usually goes on down at Sandy Creek on the south side. Um, that's actually going on 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 incredibly enough this year. This must be calendar related, but New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, full slates of basketball both days. So um, certainly the scouts will be there. You can expect to see me and the other guys <laughs> down there, but I don't know how many other folks are going to be able to make it on those two days. Man, 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 man. You, I don't celebrate too many holidays, but one of the holidays I normally celebrate is New Year's Eve for some strange reason, my birthday. And New Year's Eve is like two big holidays for me that I actually like don't do anything but sit there and watch football and like wake up with a little bit of headache, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, now you got the play. That's right. You got the playoff football games on, on the 31st this year. So mm -hmm. that is a 
another item, particularly with Georgia in the mix, that will keep people out of the basketball gym. But not me and not the, not the real grinders out there. We'll all be down there because there's some pretty good games down there as well. I guess we can come back and talk about that another time. Oh, you make me feel so guilty. Like, oh, I got, I got to make sure I get in gym and see some of these games. Man, you make me feel guilty. <laughs> it's not guilt, man. It's just overflow basketball in this town. I mean, it makes it... It, it makes it possible for people like me to do this for a living. And I'm, of course, grateful to Sean Williams for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I worked with Prep Hoops for two years before that. So uh, I've been I've been lucky to be in the right town at the right time. Man, this is I got a podcast I keep saying we're going to release. But the reason why I ain't released it because all these tournaments and stuff going on. It's already been recorded and, and put together. But I really think we need to do a part two of that and have more people on the show. Actually, talking about this that Atlanta is the new Mecca of basketball. And now I know a lot of New York people are going to be real mad about this because they didn't get the memo that they was have not been the Mecca of basketball for like 15 to 20 years. Chicago had that mantle. But now Georgia has it. And it's showing in lottery picks. It's showing the D1 scholarships. It's showing on top-ranked, nationally-ranked teams. All this talent. You got the programs, then you got the camps. You can get down to middle school ball. Like middle school ball here in Atlanta, Metro Atlanta, they play 30 games. Nowhere in America I know of consistently in a metro area that middle school plays 30 games or more, 30-plus games. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's extensive for the youth, for the youth uh, level. Uh, I'm actually from New Jersey, so I would normally defend – the New York, New Jersey area, as far as basketball is concerned, but I have to agree with you 100%. I mean, I haven't lived up there for over 10 years, but it's you know, look, they got they got DJ Wagner up there now, and they're riding that train pretty hard right now. But I mean, other than you just want to talk about depth, and that's where I talk to people because I've traveled the country a little bit in the last year. I've been in Chicago, I've been in uh, in Houston, I have been in Kansas City. And while the basketball was solid, particularly Chicago, obviously, I still go with the depth in Atlanta, which has always been. In, and, and I'll throw Florida into the mix just as a southeastern region because it's so big, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, the, the depth down this way, you know, why are why are coaches coming down here from the northeast? Why is why is Kamai Young going to Ryder University in South Jersey? Well, because the, the guys from Ryder are not stupid. You know, they're coming down here knowing that they got a shot to get a Kamai Young, who, no no disrespect to Ryder. I know Ryder well from my days living up that way, but he probably could have, you know, gone elsewhere. You know what I mean? But it's a good spot for him. So, you know, it's just an example of the depth down here. So. See, you just made me think about something. And reason why you're going to start seeing even more and more colleges coming to Atlanta is this is a football state primary but the basketball has something to say about it. But it's a football state. And the colleges technically don't have their borders locked down in Georgia. None of them do. It's like open season to come get their players. And a side note of that is majority of people in Metro Atlanta are transplants anyway. So they really like kind of going yeah. back home or going back close to relatives. It's true. It's true. There's a big draw for kids of transplants to, to go to school elsewhere. Unless, you know, unless you get Georgia Tech back to the Bobby Kremens years of the 80s, uh, or you get Georgia to the level of some of the other top SEC schools. Um, but like you said, football, 
at Georgia, uh, it's always going to be a, you know, just from a layman's standpoint, I don't know the, I don't know the football I, other than Georgia's reputation for football. Um, I'm not a football expert down here, but I do feel like that's a football school and uh, Tom mm-hmm. Crean is doing everything he can, but you know, if he, if he just kept two or three of the kids home, uh, then they quickly rise to, to some level of prominence, I think uh, in Athens, but you know, that's uh, there. He's fighting, he's fighting the football culture there and been that way for what, 50 years. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Let's get into some of this basketball. Let's get into that Lemon sure. Street Classic. Get some takeaways from um, that Lemon Street Classic. This is over there. I couldn't make yeah, it over another... to. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, another <clears throat> another great tournament. Three days. And because, like we said, there's so much going on, I, I and I have so many relationships with coaches around town, I, I would have loved to have been there all three days. But we were only able to get there Monday this week, which was the second day. Um, and it was still a full slate with two gyms. Uh, so I tried to, I tried to scoot around, uh, and, and catch as many games as I could. Yeah. It's just, it's a great tournament with great history. You know, there's a lot of backstory there. I invite folks to, to go to Lemon Street's Twitter and, and hit some of the links there to find out, you know, what this tournament really is about and what the whole background with Lemon Street is. But basketball wise, yeah, they, they, they put together a heck of a lineup. Coach Fonzo over at baseline and sideline uh, uh, was heavily involved in that, and he, you know, he knows what he's doing. And um, put together some great, you know, sort of cross town matchups, some great Regular on the show matchups. Yeah, he's he, he's one of the best. It's mm-hmm. great to have him, you know, regularly in the scouting community now. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's still teaching days, so he can't be, he can't be out there like like me and the Kyle Sandys and the Trent Markwitz of the world who do this all the time. But mm-hmm. um, he. He is uh, certainly a presence. Oh he yeah, put most together some great matchups. Oh, he gives some great commentary on the show. He's he's on once a week onto the show. Oh, uh, the viewers that's, that's genius move. <laughs> get confused sometimes. They think he's um, actually part of the show. He is part of the show, but a contributor to the show. But how much he's on the show, like man, he he's a co-host. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's got a great personality. He's oh, so yeah. so engaging. I love sitting with him at games. Uh, we go back and forth. Yeah, I'm so uh, glad he's back on players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, he'll get there. He'll get to. It sounds like he wants to get to the point where he's doing this full time too. And uh, knowing him, he'll probably get there. So. Oh, he will. He most definitely. He will. He will. On that. So yeah. Uh, so you know, I caught. I was there from from the opening game on Monday. Um, I'll just run through some of the games here. I mean, the matchups were so good. It was just, I knew even, even after the first day, which had good matchups that, you know, the second round, even with losers bracket, winners bracket stuff that we were going to get some very good matchups. So we got, you know, we had Langston Hughes, Etowah in that first game, you know, just a handful of us in the gym there for, for that early morning. And, um, you know, Etowah has been a really interesting team this year. Uh, they, they've had, some, they played a brutal schedule. Um, so they certainly haven't shied away from being tested. But, you know, they, they've been up and down a little bit, but they have such interesting talent on that team. Players that are really on the come as far as their recognition around town. Uh, Brandon Recksteiner and Mason Etter in particular. Two juniors uh, from that team who are both coming off monster summers. And, uh, you know, B-Rock, they call Brett, Brandon Recksteiner, they call him B-Rock around town, and he's... Uh, He's just, you know, he just gets so much praise from guys watching, coaches and evaluators. It's 
really a special talent with a lot of uh, a lot of with a great future. So what you're telling me That's is, I need to move Etowa higher up my list to watch. That's one team I haven't watched play this year that I've been very intrigued and want to see play. Yeah, no, it's totally worth the trip if you can make it up to Cherokee County. It's a bit of a ride up that way, but they do come down in their region and play a little closer to town. Um, yeah, no, that's must-see stuff. Now, their record, because of that schedule, is hovering, if I recall, in that 500 range. But they're much better than a 500 team. And come region play and, and state play, they're, they're every bit a team that can make a run. Um, and it's because it's... You know, because of Edder, Edder and B-Rock uh, are the two guys that really that really drive that team. But they, they have other pieces, you know, a couple seniors. Dewan Devonish is having a good, really good senior season for them. Josh Hughes is their big guy at 6'5". He's playing really well, um, another senior. So, and they have a great, uh, 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 I, well, I hesitate to use the word great, but they have an up-and-coming 2024 kid named Dimitri Angelakos, a three-point shooter who I really like. I think he's going to be a star. Uh, you know, somebody when these other kids graduate where he gets the ball and, and with more positions to score more than just three-pointers right now, um, he can really be something, I think. I hear he's a really good baseball player, too. So, it's an interesting side. That's a sign. I, I want that to come back so bad. I mean, it, it, the players are so specialized. In the days when we grew up, it is a badge of honor that you play varsity in multiple sports. That showed like you was good. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. He's actually, I'm told, it's interesting we were talking this. Nobody was talking at the media table at Lemon Street that he's a Division One baseball prospect and basketball is really just kind of a fun thing for him. So it gives you an idea of kind of athlete he is. So he can shoot the ball like he does. Um, and I played Langston Hughes and I, I am one of the biggest fans of, of Langston Hughes because of, of Coach Welsh, the way that he that he manages a game. I love their defense. They seriously get after it. I mean, it's like them and Archer and a handful of other teams that you go to watch them guard the ball. Like, there, there's going to be talent there. You know, Langston Hughes has not been devoid of talent in years past. Mm-mm. And this team, this team is kind of a – this team is, is really more of a, of a group than it is any one individual – piece there they have some some nice pieces that they can go to but their defense just you know, and they and and they shut down they shut down Etowa, a team that's been you know has put up you know 80 point games and got 47 in that game so uh that is that is a testament to the kind of defense that they can play. that's amazing yeah so that was the early morning uh segment um a little bit later in the day, again, more interesting matchups. You know, America Sumter came up from South Georgia and ended up winning their bracket, by the way. Uh, I know I know that's a good program down there from a couple of years ago. They had like an undefeated team or a 29-1 and team, I think it was, in, mm-hmm. in 2020. They, they had a great season down there. And and uh, they, they came up and, and took it right to another Cherokee school, River Ridge, who uh, has two – has a 7-footer and a 6'9 kid um, – Seven footer Braden Pierce is likely, very likely, to be a Division One player, possibly as high as the SEC level. Um, but it's getting some, some uh, American Athletic. He's got an offer from UCF and East Carolina and places like that. And then Ole Miss has been interested in him also. So uh, they took it out of the biggest guy was probably six four Kyrick Davis, who hit the game winning shot, by the way. And um, you know they beat him by two. Um, Took it right at, took it right at the Cherokee County School. So, 
you know, from we, uh, you know, I'm an Atlanta, I'm an Atlanta guy. I live here and I covered the city, but I, I do enjoy seeing teams from outside the area come in here and and uh, and take it at the quote unquote big guys, big boys every now and then. So that's mm-hmm. a good win for them. You got to go somewhere <clears throat> and cut your teeth. You got to, you have to play against the best in order to be the best. Yeah, when I travel to other parts of the state, and I did a lot of that this fall, like you said, during the camp and showcase season in fall, which is very busy here. Mm. <laughs> We're talking about a break after July. <laughs> you get like a you get like a two week break when July ends, and then <clears throat> and then usually Kyle Sandy will start up his summer league in mid in mid August, smartly getting out ahead of everyone else, mm. and then by the end of August, you're into like three or four different fall leagues. Um, mm-hmm. So. I, I went to I went to uh, Middle Georgia. I didn't go quite as far as Sumter, but I went to Middle Georgia and saw a bunch of those teams down there. And those kids can play down there. You just it would it's a mistake for Atlanta teams to take any of those teams: Augusta, Savannah, uh, the Albany area, Eastside. Uh, they doing good. Warner, yeah, Warner Robins down there and other places. You take those teams lightly, man. They're gonna put a smack on you. So uh, mm-hmm. I was glad I got a chance to go down there and take a look. That's good um, stuff. You know, no, you you mentioned Eastside. Are you talking about Eastside and Covington? I believe, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think so. That is a good. I don't want to say yes. Whatever Eastside team is doing good, they like nine and two or something like that. Yeah, yeah I know the Eastside out in Covington, going going east out out of the city. Um, that part of town is underserved as well, which is an interesting segue into where I was just going. A team from Conyers out there that I've seen a couple of times now, Salem. Uh, mm-hmm. A program I knew about because they have a 2024 guard, Clark Mastin, who came to, uh, has been to a bunch of OTR events and really impressed me there. Um, they had, they came into TOC and played really well. And then the first TOC, and then they were at Lemon Street against uh, Blythewood from South Carolina and played really well in that game, pretty much took care of them. They have some, they have some athletes out that way as well, you know, Rockdale County area, um, you know, kind of an underserved part of the metro as far as coverage is concerned. Uh, so I was glad I got a chance to see them. Brandon Cade is a, a senior, big six six senior for them. It's been a really serious load. Yeah, so, uh, they were a bright spot uh, later in the day as the, as things wore on, and then we got into some marquee matchups after that. Uh, um, this is what was so great with Coach. Uh, I know they had some some issues with sickness and had to do some te- have some teams bow out and some others fill in, um, but then we got Alexander versus North Gwinnett in that 4:30 block when people started to roll in from work and whatnot. So it was uh, that was a battle of some heavyweights right there. One of my favorites, R.J. Garfrey. I like him going to Clemson. Yeah, uh, it's it's incredible. I've had the pleasure of watching him since his sophomore year and. Even back then, he was he was special, and you knew he was going he was going high major back then. What he's done with his frame and his body, you know, is he's he's ACC ready right now in that. Um, and yeah, he's done a lot more with his game. You know, I mean, he didn't have to do as much. Nightmare his sophomore year matchup. Yeah, problem. I mean, he just gets downhill. Yeah, he gets downhill with that body and that frame, and forget about it. Guys are literally bailing out of the way. I mean, what's the point? You're just going to get a shoulder in the jaw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun watching RJ. They got Thomas Allard there. Had a, had a 13 threes, I think it was, uh, on Saturday in the first day of the Lemon Street. 
Yeah, Nemo 40, double, double zero. Points. Is he Nemo double zero? Yeah. D- yeah, I yeah, like him. Yeah. He can shoot the rock. He gets rolling. Uh, 43 points, uh, 13 threes in that, in that first day. Remind uh, me of Brad there. Miller. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Great comparison. Absolutely. Really gets the shot off fast. Has a nice, great follow through. Um, they run enough plays for him. So that helps. They need to run some Say single again? and double for him. And coach needs yeah. to run single and double for that kid. They do a lot, they do some of that on the out of bounds. Interesting, you bring that out. The rest of the time, yeah, he is he is either catching it on a skip, or a driving dish, or he's trying has to create his own shot a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Garner is a good coach there, really good. They run good stuff most of the time, but mm-hmm. uh, it would be it would be beneficial to get him off some double screens uh, a little bit more often. Um, but uh, you know, they're going through some lineup stuff. Uh, they don't they don't have their point guard, so they're kind of shifting. Shifting things a little bit there. And oh, Alexander, they don't need not, one. You know, With a home. Yeah, RJ. RJ, let him go. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets downhill. Yeah, just give him the ball to the top of the key and see what happens. That's pretty much pretty much the recipe right now. What I would do, but, um, if Coach is listening, yeah. he's going to be on the show actually in a couple of weeks. If I, I'm going to bring that up to him too. If I was king, yeah. I have RJ still playing a point forward, but run the offense through – my man, baby Brad Miller, because RJ yeah. sees the floor very well, and he's not a stingy player, so he still is going to facilitate the game and still get his buckets out there. But I think if they do that with him, it's going to make them stronger on offense because it's going to be harder to focus on RJ, and it's going to make them man up and balance out their defense and not be the focal point. Out. If they would have did that against McKeatron, at Holy Anderson's, I think it would have been a different ball game, actually. Yeah, well, he must he may he may have come to that very revelation because there was certainly a lot more of RJ ball dominance against Alexander on the day um, than there was at uh, at Holy. I was there as well, as you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was a different a different outcome there. Um, but I do want to get in something for my for my guys at Alexander, who I've gotten to know the staff there a little bit, and and. They, you know, there's another, you know, getting out to Douglasville for me, I live up uh, north of the city, you know, I'm up in Forsyth County. So getting over to, to Douglasville uh, is not as easy as it may sound, but I did, try, I did get out to see Alexander. Yeah. It's a hike. <laughs> but uh, I saw them against Paulding County earlier in the week. And then again uh, at Lemon Street on Monday. So I got a chance to see them twice. And that's a team that you definitely have to look out for. really that's a team that's worth the trip, you know, if you if you don't have anything else going on or there aren't any other games or you're even out that direction, drop in at Alex Chapel Hill, those schools like that out there can really play. Um, well, I work thirty minutes the from there. Yeah, no, it's it's Douglas County, I mean look, I when people know, people in the business know the ball out there. it's not breaking news that they put a good ball out there. Mm-hmm. Lithia Springs too. You know, Lithia Springs off to a really good start. Yeah, I know the coaching staff there went real well also. Um, you know, Braden Lou for Alexander is a, is a sophomore. So much good youth in the, in the city, right? Sean and I are, are running through the list of guys we want to we want to put focus on, and there's just so many in the in the freshman and sophomore classes. Not um, no time in a day. Braden, <laughs> yeah, really. Braden, Braden Lou there is a man, though. Braden Lou is is a grown man as a sophomore for Alexander, and they got a bunch of seniors on that team that can do that can help them go a long way. But he's really 
And I told him this after the game, the, the coaches, I said, man, when you were running the, the offense through him, Paulden County didn't, you know, didn't have an answer. And that was a close game. That ended up being a three-point game. Uh, and when they didn't run it through him, Paulding County, you know, took it to him. And uh, it, that, that's how much of a difference maker he can be at about six six with five. Mm-hmm. So you know, you gave me a home, another homework assignment. When I'm leaving work, I got time to catch a game, and it's kind of tight on when a game going to start. Alexander is the top of the list. I could get there in thirty minutes. Yeah, it's worth it. And they play, you know, they play in a good region. So it's not like any night you get down there, you're, you're not going to see a laugh. Yeah, because I got Hiram in that district. I mean, that region, too, if I'm not mistaken. Hiram is in that region, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really, yeah. I mean, it's a competitive it's a competitive region across the board. I mean, you know, Paulding mm-hmm. County doesn't really have a ton of star power there, although I like some of their guards a lot. Um, but And they were really good. I mean, and that's a team, again, that's Paulding County, but still also out that direction, and it doesn't get a ton of attention. You know? mm-hmm. Like you said, only so many hours of the day. But uh, yeah, there was some. Lemon Street was a, was a blast. I gotta I gotta get in uh, uh, some love for my boys at Grovetown as well. Um, they played a little later in the day. That's a team you should bring it up to Coach Ponzo because he and I, he and I uh, at at Hawks Naismith. Uh, in the press room, we're, we're talking about teams that we really liked, and I, I brought up Grovetown, and everybody in the room started cracking up. They're like, "Yeah, Grovetown this, Grovetown that." I'll go on record right now, uh, hip hop. I told Coach Fonzo and everybody in that room, including some national guys that were there, that Grovetown, that Grovetown has enough talent to go to the Final Four, seven eight. Um, you heard it here first. That's a hot I, take. I, uh, it is a hot take, and it may I may bury my career before before I even get rolling. But I tell you, I just like I just like their stuff, man. I like their guys. I like Malik Ferguson. I like Markel Freeman. They added Franquan Sherman as a transfer, and he's a real he's a real beast on me. Um, and these guys are all juniors, and Darian Reed is a sophomore. So I mean, like. Maybe they don't get there this year. Maybe they get there next year, and I'll just be a year early. Either way, I love. <laughs> no, that's I right. I love some Grove Town. <laughs> I love some Grove Town, man. Uh, I really was impressed with them over the summer, in the summer leagues, and uh, in the live period in June, they were really good. And uh, and uh, I ain't never heard of them. They got. I don't even know where it's located in the state. You, know, you have to school me. Yeah, it's outside the city. It's going out towards Augusta. Uh, okay. Not quite to Augusta. Uh, it, they play in that region out there with Heritage uh, out uh, out in Conyers. Okay. And um, so it's it's off the beaten track for sure. Um, but they come into Atlanta and they and they always play well. They took it they took it right out of West Forsyth team, which had come in pretty hot. Um, they were filling in, granted, for for a team that had was out with sickness and didn't have a chance to scout them. Uh, but they still took it right out. Good team. They're looking and forward to that. No. They probably licking their chops yeah, and they got that phone call. Hey, y'all want to jump in? <laughs> yes, sir. We're, we're counseling the game we have. Yeah, we'll be there. I'm not sure. I saw the West coaches before the game. They gave me a couple of eye rolls when they were looking at them warming up. And I was like, yeah, you know, that was a phone call you had to take. You're not going to sit home when Lemon Street calls. But he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, yeah, but I don't like what I'm seeing out there, and they and and they got they got they got beat up pretty good. I, I, West is a good team. Mm-hmm. West has a, you know it's ten and two or whatever coming into the game or ten and one or something like that, and yep. they got smoked. So, 
So it tells you the value of, of scouting and film and all that stuff before you uh, step out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. So yeah, so that was that pretty much took us uh, took us through the day. Hmm, that's good stuff. Yeah. What about over there at Pace Academy? The the last day, day day two. I mean, oh, day three. Yes. I'm sorry, day three. Last day over day there. Day three there as well. Yeah, they were running opposite Lemon Street, so you had to make some choices from a scouting perspective in town here. But Coach White had invited me over there graciously, and so I told him I'd be there Tuesday for the semis and the finals. So you had four great teams there. I mean, you had you had Pace and Eagles Landing in the first game, and this was my first look at Eagles Landing this year. Who, if we if folks recall from last year, state champions took it all the way to the took it all the way to the champs. Yep, and um, virtually the entire team back. So they and there's a, you know another part of town that doesn't get a ton of love. You start getting down in that uh, in that Stockbridge McDonough area. Um, Henry County and, and even you know parts of Clayton County don't get a ton of ton of coverage. So I, I was excited to see them and they got David Thomas there, the 2023 guard. I, I tweeted about it. I do think he is one of the you know I definitely think he's one of the best 2023 guards in the southeast and that encompasses I'll take it all the way up to the Carolinas, across through Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, down through Florida. I mean he's just that good. Where he falls nationally, I'll leave that to 24-7 or whoever else wants to do the national rankings. But um, he's really special, really special. Uh, just a, just a, just plays the game just the way you would you would draw it up. <laughs> you know, you just mm -hmm. you, you draw up a basketball player and you come out with David Thompson. That's kind of how I look. Yeah, you know, Eagles Landon are always good kid. down there. They've always been good. Yeah, A.J. Barnes. Uh, their senior, 6'5", senior wing. He had a good game against Pace. Pace ended up winning the game. They played really well. It was an overtime game. Thomas actually hit a, a buzzer uh, layup to send it to overtime. Um, and then Pace won it by three in overtime as Josh Reed got, got heated up a little bit later in the game. Um, so Reed and A.J. Barnes, you know, down Eagles Land. Eagles Land is going to be right there again in the playoff push, right there probably in making for the final four at the very least. Mm -hmm. Yep. Coach White does you know, a great thing. A great job over there, man. That, that guy, he that's another guy going to be on the show in a couple of weeks too when it slowed down a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, I'm sure it, all of his incredible experiences, USA basketball, and, and uh, he'd make a great guest for sure. He's such a good tactician, such a good in-game coach. You know, I mean, he really – I was sitting behind the bench and, and uh, just the way he and his staff – attack the game, defensive changes, come out of timeouts, very college level stuff, the way that he he coordinates his group and the stuff that he runs for his guys. Um, and they have a 2025 kid, a freshman, if you can believe it, six eight Bryson Tiller down there. Yeah, you know Can you say G League? You know the name. At the high school can you say uh, G League? I mean, yeah, I mean what's the point? I mean he's already this good as a freshman. I mean it's the, the, the Scoot Henderson path is looking very realistic for him. Very realistic. I mean, he was knocking down threes. And this mm -hmm. is yesterday, this is last night. Mm -hmm. He was knocking down threes. Um, that's the first time I saw him take it out past the arc. That's scary because he had about five dunks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he's out past the arc. Oh, you heard and, my feelings. Oh, I mean, man, I wanted, I wanted footage on him so bad and had car trouble. Um, I missed a good one. But that's okay. We're going to get to see him again. He's he not going anywhere in yeah, town. Yeah, so. no. No, not anytime soon, and he'll get plenty more dunks this season. Oh, I mean, he just—he's just tough to handle. He just moves so well. Um, 
really, really, I, I wasn't sure what Pace was going to do, you know, having Josh Reed coming back as their biggest player, but adding, adding filler means that, that Josh doesn't have to play inside the whole game. Any mean. Mm -hmm. um, so he's killing it. You know, Josh is killing it facing up to the basket, which he can do so, so well. So that was a, that was a good win for Pace. Uh, mm -hmm. Because like we just said, Eagles landing is no joke. So very good game. Really excited to, for that one. And, and, and then an, another, another great game, Green Forest and Grayson played in the, uh, in the finals. Got out, the game got out to a hot start and then kind of slowed down. Very physical, as you can imagine, with those two. A lot of a lot of a lot of talent on the floor. A lot of bodies banging. Um, you know, Grayson has a lot of youth, but it's skilled youth. You know, Amir Taylor, the freshman center, he can really play. Jakari Harris, sophomore, he can really play. So the classes really don't really don't really matter that much with Grayson uh, to me. Um, they may not be quite as deep as they have been in recent years, but the five or six or seven that they that they go to war with most nights, pretty darn good. Um, mm -hmm. But Green Forest brought, brought really brought it. I've seen Green Forest a lot. Um, by the way, uh, Therese Elliott had a terrific game uh, for Grayson. He, he's been really, really terrific in the, oh, whole, the whole two the years. The team from South Carolina you're talking about? Oh, no, Grace, Tyrese Elliott playing for Grayson. No, I'm messing with you. You could throw a rock. How far are they away from the city? You could throw a rock to South Carolina almost. <laughs> oh, I got Ooh. that. <laughs> Ooh, you got to go, go up there for days and days and days. Then you got to take a side highway, and then you take a street highway, then you get there. <laughs> Ooh. It's true. It's true. It's it's incredible. They they, they built the basketball factory. Uh, I don't know how they did. I really, I'm 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 amazed that even they football they they so far away from the city and they so good at sports. It amazes me. Yeah, yeah. The the whole Gwinnett thing. I mean, I had this conversation with somebody. Uh, I think it might have been in the same in the same media room at Hawks Nation. We were talking about Gwinnett level athletes. You know, uh, it's just something. You know, when you talk about Gwinnett teams matching up with other parts of the city, it's always you know. There always seems to be an athletic edge. You know, you might beat them on, on tactics, or you might beat them in another portion of the game. But the, the Gwinnett athlete seems to be football. Often proves that out. Um, often seems to be a half a step ahead in many ways. Yeah, it is. I'm a transplant as well. Ever since I've been here, it, it used to be Gwinnett and Decatur, the cab. Now the cap has fell yeah. off and it's more like still Gwinnett, Cobb County. Yeah. And yeah, the, the emergence of South Cobb County as as an elite destination with Pebble Brook and and uh, well, I mean not the so much the emergence. These teams have been around for a while, but Pebble Brook, McEachern, South Cobb has been producing such high level guys. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they close the gap, help close the gap for for the northern part of Cobb, you know, where the wheelers of the world stuff are, are, yep. are doing it here. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, Green Forest obviously had their work cut out for them in this game. Grayson had been playing well coming in and had a couple of good wins. Um, so they had beaten, I think they had beaten, uh, or did they lose McEachern that first day? Uh, or they beat McEachern that first day? I know they beat Eagles Landing the day before, so they, they had come in off a good win, Grayson. And, and um, 
you know, Jalen Forrest for for Green Forest is uh, is a player that I really like a lot. I've got a chance to see him a lot from the uh -huh. summer all the way through now. I like him and too. He's, you know, big physical guard that is strong lower half. He was he was you know just bullying dudes. Mammy just Dion off Glover. of his lower. Yeah, you know, I've heard that comparison many times before, and it it's it's accurate. It's accurate, and then he's you know he's got he's got a he got an offer on the table from from Temple, um, and so that level of ball is certainly available to him, and it'll be interesting to see where he lands. And then you know they got the two seven footers, so you're always going to have to deal with those guys, um, and whether they're scoring or not, they're, they're always affecting the game in some way. Um, so and Forrest had Jalen Forrest had a big game, had a really big game. Florian Tenebe for them is a player I like a lot too, six five kid that doesn't get a ton of attention, but some team, some some school's going to scoop him up and be really, really happy about it. Um, he's really shoot it, handle the ball, good size for the two. Um, so, good win for Green Forest to to close that out because they have played a brutal schedule as well. I mean, you, a lot of these teams have been rotating and playing each other in all these showcases. Um, you know, OTR we had our own showcase early in the year at Norcross Hawks Naismith, uh, uh, TOC earlier. Two more showcases this past weekend. Um, so, I mean, it's a lot of rotation with these teams where, you know, they see each other in various forms throughout this early portion of the season. And uh, so these schedules, no joke. These teams are getting ready for the region, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, there's going to be some signing, exciting basketball going ahead, man. It really is. Uh, you want to hit my comp on, on the freshman at, at pace? He's a modern yeah. day. If, if David Robinson played now, that's what David Robinson looked like to me. Because he had to play outside. Actually, David Robinson kind of did play out on the perimeter, but he playing far out on the perimeter and putting the ball on the floor. And that's where your mind because that, shot not, blocking. My, yeah. Man. He's probably not done growing, Tiller. Um, mm -mm. Maybe he might not get the 7-1. But I, I don't think that's outrageous by any stretch. And I know people listening might be like, really, David Robinson, a Hall of Famer? Well, what, we're, what, what I think you're saying is, is this, it's just the skill set. You know? yep. it's, the, it's the length. It's the body. It's the way he moves. Um, and like you said, D-Rob D -Rob could knock down a, a 15, 18-foot jump shot facing the basket. You know, he, that was even before he, he left Navy, he could do that. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and Tiller now taking that, taking that game out past the three-point line changes things dramatically. I mean, yep. it's going to be a lot of schools giving him a close look. And it'll be interesting to see who he hooks up with aau wide in the spring. I'm not positive if he already has an affiliation or not, but certainly I know the Celtics game lead and Express and those guys are going to be sniffing around his uh, cell phone pretty soon if they haven't already done Oh, he'd be hot off the press. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you this <laughs> now. <laughs> He didn't say not to say. <laughs> so I'm going to say, because I talked to him. Uh -huh. He's okay. going to be playing for Winfrey Jordan in the spring. Now, he could give me, uh -huh. He might be mad at me for saying that. It might change. But he, what, I'm, what I'm told from his camp, he's going to be playing with Express. I might be totally wrong, but, it, you know, things change all the time. You know, if you got they like do. a they player, do. Like Jalen Brown might come in town. 
he'd be able to work out, hey, you should play on my team because I sponsor that team. I want you to go play that team. That's heavy <laughs> when something like yeah. that happens. You know, or and, like a Derek Favors. Uh, yes. And then the movement is part of the gig. I mean, that's something we get. It makes our job a little harder, naturally, as evaluators, but it's mm -hmm. certainly part of the game, part of the landscape. So you never you never hold that against no, no, no. It's they free agents. They free. I mean, a free agent. Because here's the thing, and I'm kind of traditional, old school, and I was kind of a little bit like, man, be loyal to your team and blah blah. But I say, you know what? LeBron James taught me this, and people were saying stuff about LeBron James. I said, no, 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 no. Anybody who plays basketball and go to the gym and play basketball agree with LeBron James doing. They just don't realize they do. Even the ones disagree. That's a how you figure. I say. He's playing pickup basketball and getting paid for it. When you go in the gym, you try to load your team so you can stay on the court long as you can and win many games you can. We all do that when you go to the gym. You just or you'll sit out a game like, hey man, you want to run me? Nah, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna sit out this game because you know two players told you they're coming, two of your friends coming to LA Fitness or whatever. You're gonna hold out. You're gonna play with them. Then you're gonna take two best players off the other team. And you're doing free agency on right off the rip right there and a smaller level. LeBron <laughs> is doing it in the NBA. Yeah. Hey, guy, I want you when your contract yeah. went out, I need you to come over and play with me. We're going to try to pick up this guy right here. So they can stay on the court. Yeah. That's and, a great comparison. And getting that hundreds of millions of dollars for this. What people are doing for free and getting injured <laughs> and breaking a sweat for. Yeah, that's. Uh... That's a very, uh, very close to what uh, to what we see in the AAU landscape for sure. Um, and it's, uh, I, I, you know, when I first started, I used to wonder about all the movement. You know, even amongst the independents, you had a lot of movement amongst mm -hmm. the kids that were, you know, maybe going to play, maybe they're going to play D two or D three ball, and they were jumping around. I'm thinking to myself, hey, you know, do you think do you think by jumping you're going to go from a D three to a D two player because you're going to be in a better situation? Or you're going to be in front of more coaches now. You know this was this was right when COVID started, so there weren't any coaches. So all the movement was even more perplexing at that point. So it's, just, it's you know it's it's just it's just interesting. Uh, obviously, there's people in these kids' ears, good and bad, and uh, hopefully they make the right choices. You know, and we in this business are are doing everything we can to to help them, regardless of whether. So I think Express is a fascinating. You know. A fascinating spot for him. He'll probably play up, I would imagine. Probably play yeah, he'll play on the 17s. He'll play on the 17s. all the way up to the 17s. I think he'll play okay. on the 17s. A kid like him, he'd be, he, he need to be on the 17s. I, I mean, a 15 years is a waste of time. I agree about right. that. Maybe if their 16s if their 16s were really good or not that great. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, he could play with the 17s. I think gonna be, it got to be a selling point. It has to be a selling point, too, because he's playing varsity ball right now. I think it got to be a selling point on that. And another reason why kids jump ship and the shoe companies kind of got a little bit, kind of got smart about this. When the package come in on gear, some of these players already know they don't want to play for this team. They play on the team. And when the gear comes in, they just vanish and disappear and go to another team and get some gear. Some people like collecting shoes. <laughs> and they just don't like only collecting Nikes. <laughs> They're a shoe collector. <laughs> I've been told by shoe certain collector. players they like to collect <laughs> shoes and gear 
And one of my can't remember player told me this a couple years ago. I was like, I said, because I was like, dude, you was on the team last week. He said, um, my gear came in. I got the shoes and stuff on one. I really didn't want to play for them. Oh, wow. You know, you got to be careful. I would be careful with that. I mean, look, I, I'm not in the business of counseling kids. People will ask me advice, but I don't really like to get involved, particularly in that team movement and whatnot, because I have relationships with all these coaches. But mm -hmm. like what I what I can tell them is that all that moving around, <clears throat> that can be misconstrued or it can be properly construed as a kid that it lacks loyalty or mm -hmm. lacks the ability to commit to one message so college coaches will be wary of that i know or they'll ask me they'll ask me hey has he played with this team you know the whole time you've seen him or how mm -hmm. much moving around has he done? you know that's a question that i have to i have to tell them honestly mm -hmm. i mean if i'm gonna have any credit i'm gonna have any credibility with these college coaches then i have to tell them what i have seen and heard yes i'm sir. not gonna say He's a bad kid. I'm just gonna say, yeah, he did bop. He did bop around. He did play for Express and then went to the Celtics and then went and then ended up at Game Elite after three years. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. and then I'll let them make up their mind if they wanna if they wanna go with that. But you know, so just I, I if, if somebody ever asked me, I would caution them about that. But hey, go get your gear. Um, you know, you're rolling a dice. It's all risk anyway. Who, who Tiller could go to could go to Express and have a great experience. Um, he likely will with a team of that caliber, um, or it could end up being a bad choice and we could see him somewhere else in the summer of 22. I could tell you this going with express, this is my personal opinion. been watching these programs. If you go with express, I feel his whole career there with express. He will be the man. I think be no question. Other programs. He might not be the man, which is not a bad thing. That means you got a bunch of studs around you. But I, I don't think with that program, he always going to be the focal point and he's going to be the franchise. I, hate, I, I don't know the better terminology used, but he'd be the franchise player of that program. He will be that dude. Yeah. Wherever you um, go, we're going to go watch him play. <laughs> Me and he's going to be sitting next to each other yeah. watching him. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's just hard to predict, you know, and you never know how a kid is going to react to the staff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Bryson may have no idea. He may not know any of the guys on express, uh, who are going to be on seven. Yeah. That's, that's a great, may that's not. a great point. He got to be comfortable with the players too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it was me, no one, I know, I don't know if they know, look at this way. I would heavily lean on coach white who should i play for because his kids have played for everybody yeah that's what i would do yeah I, yeah i mean i think you know, I, i'm sure some thought has gone into this um for him in particular since we're on on the subject of bryson but you know i think all the kids um take you know and the families are you know take careful consideration at least with that first choice if it doesn't work it doesn't work but that first choice is key and does take some does take some diligence um, because of the importance mm -hmm. of the AAU season. You know, the spring and the summer, I, I think, is just a, a lot more impactful, obviously, for these kids than, than the high school season is uh, with uh, the you know, with the live periods and the availability of of coaches being on the road and being in person, particularly at the lower levels. If you're not going D1, then you got coaches in front of you as as much as you want. So. 
you know, it's, uh, you really got to be out there and in the right situation. Uh, so that's one of the things that's been interesting for me as I got through the landscape the last two and a half years, uh, seeing, seeing how these organizations operate and seeing how the kids uh, position themselves. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, people who listen to this podcast, they can't tell that me and you are gym rats. I think they deaf. Because I can talk about you. All, I can talk about this stuff all. Like I tell you, everybody who come on the show and talk to me. I can talk about this yeah. stuff all day long to the cows come home, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, this town gives us a lot of material. Uh, the state, I shouldn't just, uh, I shouldn't just limit it to Atlanta. The, the state gives us a lot of material. There's... Um, I don't think the you state know, take offense that when you say Atlanta. I really don't. I, I'm I'm going to ask around to make sure. Over the years of doing this, I never heard them get mad about that. I think they hear Atlanta. They know we're talking about overall everybody and then representing because we usually don't say George. You just say Atlanta. So because when you leave, when these guys leave, like I have a bad habit of doing that. I go out of town and they can tell them out of town. They say, where are you from? So I'm from Chicago. Oh, you came all the way down from Chicago? So, no, I live in Atlanta, but I'm from Chicago. Most people say where they live yeah. at, but so when you say where I'm from, I, I click it click in Chicago for me. Yeah, I, I think I think it, what I have what I have learned in my exposure to other parts of the state is that they you know they recognize that, that the top town ever comes from from the Atlanta area. Uh, they don't necessarily like to have it thrown in their face terribly often. Um, and they certainly will celebrate if if one of their power programs from another <laughs> part of the state mm. eliminates somebody from from the, from a tournament or from the state playoffs. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's and yeah, absolutely. And it, but it's it's Rick. It's and and then when the teams from the AAU teams come up from South Georgia, in particular. Oh, um, they be you could tell they smell blood. They be they it'd be they championship oh game. You can see them. They come in the gym. I could play with yeah. these guys. You can see it, the, the walk. It's it's hungry. Yeah, I mean it is hungry. I I, I dealt with some teams from the Columbus area. Uh, those guys come up here. They are always chomping at the bit to uh, to take it out on black teams. Uh, so it's uh, you know Team Georgia Magic down there got a big chip on their shoulder when they come up uh, come up to Atlanta. They've had a lot of success. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great spring. Of course, our circuit is going to be really, really interesting. We have our middle school and high school circuits, so it's going to be really busy. And we're blessed to have a lot of, uh, of basketball in this town with uh, with some of the other some of the other circuits that roll, you know, full schedules from March all the way through July. Mm-hmm. So we we would love to have you back on again and talk about the stuff, man. You um been great, man. Been very entertaining for me and. You reinforce <laughs> a lot of stuff I knew, and you taught me a lot of stuff I didn't know. So before we get well, out of here, I'd like for you to tell everybody where they can find your articles and where they can find you on social media and all that, man. Absolutely. Well, you can find me in the gym, first of all. Um, <laughs> one, of the, one of the true grinders out there, uh, and most of the coaches who know me uh, recognize that. That's how I've gotten to where I've gotten. Uh, I'm proud of that fact, uh, former coach i just love being in the gym you know it's easy work when you're when you're doing what you love um but you can find me on twitter at at bracket stage that's uh 
B-R-A-C-K-E-T-S-A-G-S-A-G-E, Bracket Sage, and I uh, already have a lot of uh, a lot of followers that I'm greatly appreciative for. So always an interesting read, my Twitter feed, if you're interested in knowing what's going on around town. Um, and then, of course, uh, ontheradarhoops.com is uh, where you can find all the information about our circuit. The news tab there is where all of my content can be found usually have an article up almost every day uh, when things are cooking every day or every other day. Uh, something about a showcase or a bunch of games that I was at earlier uh, in the week and read up on that and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, always, always like getting feedback from coaches, directors, parents, whoever. Sounds good to me. And let Sean know next, his next event, I'll be there. I know he ain't seen me. He might not recognize me, but I'll be there. <laughs> 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 yeah, I will. I will give him fair warning this time, so he knows to expect a man, the hip hop man himself. All right. Till next time. I appreciate you having me on, man. Oh, yeah, man. this was a great. Yeah, I really enjoyed being on with you. Yeah, thanks for the kind words. Man, you had a smile on my face the whole time. Man, you had me laughing more than more than ever, man. So it's good, man. <laughs> That's good. Be happy to be back anytime. Let me know. All right. Thanks. All right. Have a great, a great one. Good luck with the show. All right. Appreciate it. Care. Now, as y'all can see, I got to know his basketball. Real good, sharp, know the whole state. Most guys just know the metro Atlanta area. We, he talking about the whole state. He talking about teams that people surprise. Shockers come on how they play. He was expecting it. So you know you got to be a gym rat when you do those kind of things and put in your homework. And put an extra work. He says he's a grinder. I know his knuckles and got him had calluses. And put a lot of miles in that car. Keith do good things. Y'all got to go check out his stuff on On Radar. So he put out articles daily. I know every time I turn my phone on, at the top of my screen, I see his picture with it. He tweeted something. It's like he tweets something every, every second. Because every time I go to social media, something I see his uh, stuff up there. So y'all need to go and check that stuff out. Appreciate all of our listening to us. Follow and subscribe. You can find us anywhere. You can find your podcast. Till next time. Peace.